It's This Week in Bourbon, where apparently I can't pronounce wine cask finishes either. And here's your headlines for February 25th, 2022. So MGP has begun a $12 million barrel warehouse expansion. Beam Suntory's global net sales were up, and the company is looking to raise prices next year. And Old Forester releases the third installment of the 117 series called 1910 Extra Old. And before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another fantastic episode of This Week in Bourbon coming at you. And I got to start it off because I, I want to say thank you to everybody out there that calls us on all of our, our BS because we don't claim to be the most... Uh, well-spoken at times we we're just kind of two guys from kentucky that that know bourbon know what corn tastes like you know people got on us when i said islay when it's supposed i lay scotch territories and somebody now on twitter said listen guys uh it's not pedro zimenez cast finish it's pedro jimenez and i was like oh gosh all right i'll get it Man, we'll start getting these wine cask finishes right nitpicky I know. You it's, grew up in Kentucky and try to do this. It's spelled like Zimenez. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a... I'm not we a, didn't learn cast finishes in school. I'm no Bordeaux drinker all the time. I don't know these things. That dang Bordex. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We At least we got that. Yeah, it's the same thing that you've always said. You know, it's not Versailles. It's for sales. <laughs> Everything else. Athens, we have not Athens. Mm-hmm. We have all that. Paris, Paris, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of things that we're not going to always get right. But thank you for calling us out. We always appreciate it, and we can do these sort of things where we can always poke fun at ourselves because it's just part of the process. So. Yep, 
we're uh, faking it till we make it still. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, let's go ahead and we'll dive with the news. And this one is, it's unfortunate timing. And I'm sure everybody is on the edge of their seats, kind of figuring out exactly what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. But this article came out because it is actually going to affect what's happening in some in the booze world here. And it's debatable whether it's going to have any effect on the bourbon. But I want to kind of put it out there so people can understand that we truly do live in a, a global economy. No matter what happens in different parts of the world, it's going to affect anything that could happen in your backyard. So right now, beer companies are poised for steep price hikes of barley due to the Russia and Ukraine crisis that are causing disruptions to sales and distribution. Analysts have warned that since Ukraine is actually among the top five global producers of barley, and since in the middle of this major geopolitical crisis, international supplies of raw materials will inevitably be, be affected. So the period between March and July accounts for around 40 to 45% of annual beer sales. And barley, of course, is a big ingredient used in beer across all of Europe. So according to reports, even for brewers who source their barley locally, prices could go up with the rise in global prices and supply disruptions. United Breweries, which is majorly, sorry, more owned by Dutch multinational uh, Heineken, reported that it's optimistic about the June quarter and has been working on maximizing supplies of expectations of higher demand after two bleak summers. So the other thing to kind of think about here is that if you read between the lines, and we all know that since we live in this sort of global economy, is that even though European producers of beer can't get their barley from Ukraine. Well, where else are they going to go? They're going to try to source it wherever else, but they can always reach into markets inside the U.S. So even if you're a, a local you know, farm-to-glass type of craft distiller and you have your local barley and everything like that, like that could end up getting eaten up by other people who, who need barley across the world. So it's, it's definitely going to affect this um, in, a, in a different way here. Yeah, it's going to be a domino effect. And I think Russia, too, I saw where they like they're like the second biggest exporter of wheat in the in the world. It's like, you know, so it's all like interconnected, intermingled. There's more unintended consequences, you know, with where the people don't kind of understand. But so like I see a lot of things just getting impacted by the whole thing. So hopefully it gets resolved soon. And, uh, you know, I think it's good for everybody for the global economy to work as a whole and have peace and whatnot. So hopefully we're working towards that. I agree. I agree. We've got our own issues that are happening because of this, but we'll save that for another, another, yeah, that's another time. Peanuts compared to yeah, it's, what's it's going on now. So definitely, definitely not worth uh, kind of de-emphasizing the, everything that's happening over there. So we'll just yep. kind of keep going because I want to bring up Ryan's favorite topic or favorite distillery, of course, Ross and Squibb. We got to talk Ooh, about this. My, that's my new fan. I'm a new, like, super fanboy, Ross and Squibb. <laughs> we should see if they got any good logo gear and get some get some Ross and Squibb hats for you or something like that. Yeah, I need a t-shirt, hat, <laughs> bracelet, a, something, lanyard, I don't Messenger know. bag, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So MGP has announced that it has begun a $12 million barrel warehouse expansion to meet the growing consumer demand for its American whiskey. Construction of the new barrel warehouse facility has begun recently in Williamstown, Kentucky. The, war the warehouse expansion is located approximately 50 miles south of the company's historic Ross and Squibb Distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And this project is slated to be completed by the end of 2022. Way to go, Squibb. You know, I was, I was having this conversation with someone that... Maybe it was today or another day. 
But uh, it's like these MGP brands, you know, like say Smokewagon, Penelope, whoever, you know, there's a ton of them, but all of them are growing by like 20% a piece, you know, and you're like, okay, so if you have 10 source companies growing 10% or 20, 10 to 20%, then you have your own company that's growing 10 to 20%. It's like, how do they have the infrastructure to handle that over the next, you know, three to four years? And so, yeah, it'd be interesting uh, to see if they either start reducing contracts to the smaller, you know, players that they've been providing whiskey to, or you see expansions like this. Warehousing is one thing, but as we all know, like those special fermenter tanks are a backlog and then distilling. So, uh, yeah, it's, I'd be interested to see like how NGP handles, you know, the, success of all these companies they've helped grow and how they're going to manage that with their existing new squib squib squibbies <laughs> it's it's probably one of those things where they're they're selling everything that they have on the truck right now because why why keep inventory if you have one and two year barrels and people want to buy them just sell them and go make more and figure it out later and i think that's probably the the thing that they're finding is that now people are starting to buy all the new make runs and everything like that so they're they're probably squeezing out anybody that would potentially want to go and enter the market because there's just not going to be enough to go around. Yeah. Well, I feel like they're in the news every week. I like it. <laughs> More squib talk. <laughs> More squib talk. <laughs> we should start fireside chats with about squib talk. That name. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so Freeland Spirits is set to collaborate with the new Bourbon Women Foundation just in time for Women's History Month. So Freeland will donate a portion, or sorry, a portion of all retail bottle sales to the Bourbon Women Foundation and their programs to support women in the whiskey industry with education, leadership training, and mentorship. Freeland Spirits was founded in 2017 by Jill Kuehler, who was inspired by her grandmother's advice that said women can be anything they want. The Bourbon Women Foundation was launched in December last year to help develop new women leaders in the spirits industry. And in further celebration of Women's History Month, Freeland Spirits will also offer its Sage Advice Cocktail Kit paired with a book called Girly Drinks by Mallory O'Meara. Girly Drinks is a feminist history of booze that tells the vital role that women played in the creation, consumption, and traditions of alcohol beverages from the early civilization to present day. The Sage Advice Kit, named after the advice that inspired Kuehler to start Freeland Spirits, includes a 750ml bottle of Freeland Dry Gin and a 32-ounce bottle of Freeland Fresh Mixer, featuring winter citrus, turmeric, and fresh sage simple syrup. The kits will be available while supplies last starting March 1st at Freeland's Tasting Rooms in Oregon. I added this because, of course, we are good friends with Peggy No Stevens and a few others of the Bourbon Women Foundation or Bourbon Women Organization. So hats off to yep. them and congratulations to another partnership. Yeah, those, uh, I know we need them to help us like with <laughs> tasting and blending. There's some like great palettes on the, we, we ran into them at Barstown Bourbon Company a few weeks ago and man, they picked out some great barrels and I mean, yeah, I think women kick our butts and picking out whiskey and have far <laughs> superior palates and blending skills. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do it. Some tag teams. It's kind of get everybody together and, and make it all happen at some point. I know it's good for them. I, I want one of those kits. They sound great for summertime. It I know you're like, a yeah, Jenga. Oh, I, I love my gimlets. I'm a big fan of gimlets. So, Anything that you can, even like a barrel-aged gin, throw that in a gimlet. Of course, you know, barrel-aged anything, I'll drink it. Why not? I'm an easy sell when it comes to that. It's like toasted for the common, <laughs> yeah. barrel-aged for Kenny. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. 
So let's start talking about some financials because this is some interesting stuff. And this one was, a, again, kind of an asterisk that somebody had pointed out earlier. We always get the Mark Brown newsletter where we understand exactly what's happening in the world of all spirits, including wine and everything like that. But I kind of uh, distill this down so you get really everything focused on bourbon. So Beam Suntory's global net sales were actually up 11% for the fiscal year. And this was led by sustained growth in the off-premise and strong performance in bars and restaurants that reopened faster than expected. Now, Beam Centauri also revealed double-digit growth for many of its brands, including bourbon brands such as Maker's Mark, Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, Booker's, and Legend. Scotch whiskeys like Lafroy, Bowman, and I'm probably going to have somebody correct me on this one next week, is Ashtashan, and Japanese whiskeys Habiki, Hukushu, and Toki. The company also noted that On the Rocks continued to show exceptional growth in 2021, and Jim Beam demonstrated solid growth despite glass supply constraints. Since the U.S. Uh, sorry, since the sales in the U.S. reached single high-digit numbers, and this was led by robust demand for the company's premium brands. Beam Centauri reported, reported that double-digit growth in China, India, Germany, Russia, Spain, and emerging and global travel retail. The company has set a billion-dollar goal for China and India by 2030. Now, the CEO, Albert Bellotti, said that in an interview that consumers who buy premium liquor are less price sensitive, so the company won't alienate them from price hikes to fight inflation. And some of its brands raised their prices twice in 2021 to offset higher costs, and its American whiskey portfolio led the industry with its price hikes. And they're also looking back into 2022 that the company is going to again raise prices. Yeah, I read this article and that I'm not surprised by this because it seems like, you know, the, the new $60 is the, is the $30 bottle, you know, is the new $30 bottle. And yeah, I think premiumization we've talked about, you know, at nauseum, you know, how a lot of distilleries are latching onto and still at Knob Creek, you know, at 35 to $40, I guess they consider that premium is still a, for a hell of a value, you know, at, um, and two, you got, you know, the Knob Creek 12 and 15 years still at like, what, 100, 150 bucks, which is still compared to other things in that age range in the markets, you know, a good value as well. So, um, yeah, I think the one thing I'll be interested to see, and I think we'll probably save this for the next roundtable is when does inflation really start hitting bourbon? And when we're going to start seeing basically everything on the shelf go up by five or ten dollars, because being on this side of the table all of our prices are going up. All of our cost of goods, the barrels, the whiskey, everything is going up. But we're not raising our price of what it would be on the shelf yet. But it can't be sustainable. And I'm imagining that everybody is going to have to figure out when they make that move. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like some of them have already done it, but they're going to slowly keep creeping them up. And uh, that's, you know, the premium brands is where you can do it because people will penny pinch on the the cheap stuff. Even makers like... uh People drive around town to like find, find a, you know, a find dollar the, on the one that's like $5 off. Yeah, yeah. A dollar cheaper than the rest. And it's, uh, yeah. Um, I've always been amazed that I can usually when I'm shopping at Kroger, I'll have my app and you can keep scrolling and there's coupons for bourbon. Like you can get like $2 off a of 750 of makers and stuff like that. That's, that's always kind of been wild to me. 
Yeah, a lot of places now, because of Total Wine, they'll do like price match. You bring them an ad of anything, which I would never do, but I hate, <laughs> I hate coupons. It's, you don't want to, I'll do online coupons all the time. I will search, and every time I go buy something online, I'll be on retailmenot.com and I'll be searching for coupon codes I can put I on every know. single website. I'm lazy. I'm all convenience, <laughs> convenience factor. The hell is coupons? Yeah, you say that. I, I probably saved at least $5,000 over my years of just. Putting in coupon code. How much? You never know what you're going to How much find. time? <laughs> it doesn't. You'll, you'll never I get back. time. <laughs> While I'm sitting there trying to figure out what sweatpants I want, I think I can wait a few more minutes to look for a coupon code. <laughs> so as we keep talking about numbers here, Campari Group also sell also saw its sales increase in 2021, and it grew by around 30 percent. And this was against all the markets. And this brand benefited from ongoing at-home cocktails and you know the on-trade momentum and the driven interest in cocktails such as Negroni, Boulevardier, and the Americano. But bourbon brand Wild Turkey delivered almost an 11% growth last year, boosted by international markets, particularly in South Africa. Its core U.S. market, however, did decline slightly. Yeah, I saw that. I was surprised. And I didn't, it was kind of vague in the article. I don't it said wild turkey. I didn't know if that included the Russell's brand or not, um, or if it was just one hundred and one. I'm sure it's the whole the whole every, portfolio. everything that comes out of that distillery. Yeah, that's what it have to be. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, but um, yeah, but I'm not surprised by like Campari and Aperol. I mean, hell, we, I mean, at my household, we've been buying the big boys of Aperol for <laughs> Aperol spritz and different cocktails and stuff. Uh, it's just a great, uh, you know, mixer to have interesting, fun cocktails at home. And so I see that continuing, even as the pandemic, as we enter endemic, people have gotten used to having more of a high-end experience at home. So uh, companies like Campari are going to benefit off that. But I am surprised about Wild Turkey flattening off in domestically. Yeah, you, you mentioned Aperol, and I think that's just one of those particular types of uh, drinks that kind of just started taking the country by storm probably two or three years ago. I didn't really know much about it. And then all of a sudden, Aperol spritzes were a big thing at brunches. And right. Kind of took you, over you the saw Yeah, you saw them everywhere. And I, it's just probably one of those things that it's it's going to have... Uh, it's going to have some momentum, but who knows if it'll plateau at some point like everything else does. I prefer it way over the mimosa. I hate orange juice. Orange juice like really? heartburn city. <sighs> Me, I love a thick, pulpy orange juice. I like to chew my orange that juice. That shit will kill you. <laughs> orange juice is like the worst thing for you. It's like, is it? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's all fructose. Next year you're telling me like milk's a bad thing. No. Orange juice. Think about this. Do you ever eat 30 oranges? How many oranges does it take to make a glass of orange juice? It's like, it's like I don't 10. know. How many cashews does it take to make cashew milk? Well, that's different. There's no, there's <laughs> no know, sugar in cashews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting into health talk now, but don't drink orange juice. I'm, 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 I'm just poking holes in your theory. That's all it is. Look it up. So, yeah. So, TX Whiskey, they announced the launch of its new campaign to highlight their Texan roots, starring award-winning actor and producer Scoot McNary. And he's known for his work in True Detective, Halt and Catch Fire, and one of my favorites, Narcos. McNary was chosen by TX Whiskey because of his Texas authenticity and like-minded appreciation for the state. Hailing from the Lone Star State, McNary fully embodies the principles of all Texans that they stand for. Courage, generosity, hospitality, independence, and loyalty. 
The new campaign includes multiple video assets and with the tone throughout the ever evoking as a challenger mindset with a Texan edge. Boot, scoot, and boogie. No, I just had to do it. Sorry. <laughs> you had to get that out there. It's a hell of a name, nah, though, Scoot. Yeah, well, I'm... I, He's got to be buddies with like, McConaughey, right? They just seem like they'd be, like, best buds. I don't know. I guess they were in True Detective together, attention. right? Or no? I don't know. I, I never watched True Detective. Oh, it was pretty good. Now, Narcos. I love me some Narcos, because he, he his... In the first one, he was the one that overdubbed. He was the voice behind it. But in the second and the third one, he's actually a part of it. And so he's he's got the character. And I can definitely see where that sort of Texas influence and why they want him on there as a spokesperson really comes in. Totally. Go Scoot. Yeah. So we'll talk about our next favorite subject, which is NFTs. And if you haven't heard about this one yet, there's a new one called Party Horses. And this is a project by co-founders Justin Delaney and Brooke Smith. If you go and check out their website, it's pretty cool. They've got some wild pictures of horses, and of course, NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens, and these are just pictures of art. However, Party Horses has announced today that Maker's Mark will be its official bourbon partner for 2022, and they supplied a limited edition Party Horses commemorative label to 1,000 early adopters in the next upcoming months. So the first digital event will occur on March 1st, 2022, with a list of nearly 2,000 early adopters will be able to pre-mint, granting whitelist access. 10,000 party horses will mint two weeks later on March 15th, and NFT holders will be able to access exclusive events like a pre-derby concert featuring a Grammy award-winning artist with more to be announced soon. A list of information and frequently asked questions can be found at partyhorses.com. Party horse. That's not, that sounds yeah. like a rave club. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, if you go, if you go and check it, you remember we started talking about those apes, the you know yeah. yacht club and stuff, and there's just like apes smoking blunts. This is the same thing. Like they're just crazy horses that that look crazy. I mean, uh, I also want to give a shout out because one of the lead artists is it like is chain smokers or somebody that <laughs> Grammy that's going to be at the the party. I mean, if that was it, I'd, I'd be. In. I don't even Who know knows? if they want a Grammy. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. But I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Robbie. He was somebody that I worked out or I worked with a, a long, long time ago at a at an old job when I used to work at a marketing agency. And he's one of the lead graphic artists behind this. And he's also the one that does all the art on Bo and Luke for their beer releases that come out of Against the Grain. He's got some really cool. It's, it's kind of like a funky dark art is is kind of his vibe. And he's he does a fantastic job at it. So I always want to give a shout out to him. I love talking. There's two things I love talking about. Ross and Squib and NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I can't wait. It, oddly enough, I'm putting the cart before the horse here, but I was listening to the NFT episode that we had recorded earlier that'll be posted in uh, about a month or two. And yeah, there's some there's some good gems in there. And by the end of it, you said, I'm sold. I, I want to go buy some <laughs> NFTs now. <laughs> I'm all in. I need a, if they do a Ross and Squib NFT, that's like home run. Oh, just blending of all your worlds right there. Yep. <laughs> all right. So we don't like to talk about rumors too much, but it's buzzworthy enough to talk about. So let's do it. A thread was started last week on the r slash DC Whiskey Reddit sub. And the premise is that the Virginia ABC stores are leaking information to specific individuals. So the way the Virginia ABC works is that there's a website that anyone can go and check the inventory at any given time. However, that inventory is not updated until deliveries are made and bottles are added into the individual store inventory. 
But over the past few weeks, there have been multiple reports of around 7 to 10 people getting in line around 5 a.m. at many of these stores around the state. And some stores have lines and, of course, some don't. And according to the Reddit sub, some people are going there on a hunch because once bottles hit one part of the state, it's within good reason, based on previous history, that it's going to go and hit the next part of the state like clockwork. However, many theories are being expressed that employees of the Virginia ABC are leaking information to select folks. Hence, the lines at some stores and lines, there are no lines at other stores. But lots of comments are talking about the typical line etiquette or non-etiquette of things like empty chairs, line jumpers, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and one user commented and said, On the insider note, I did hear that a sales rep for the distilleries are notifying licensees about store deliveries. And the bottles in question are all relatively allocated that people are waiting up at 5 a.m. to get in a line for, for things like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, E.H. Taylor Single Barrel and Small Batch, Stag Jr., and Blanton's. I remember those days, following the... <laughs> following the truck, but we didn't do it for Stag Jr. Man, how times have changed. We did for Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, though. We did do that. That was, yeah, that was the early days, though. That was yeah. like batch two. Those were... I think that might have been the 140 proof release or something like that. Yeah, I think we recorded a podcast or something. We did in, in my truck, waiting for Southern Wine Spirits truck to somebody tipped us off. But did we score that day? I don't remember. We did. We did. Yep. Okay. See, we are those people. We are the, we are you after all, even though a few years later. Yeah, y'all are about five years. Welcome to the party, but. <laughs> <laughs> At least we didn't have to wait in line at 5 a.m. And because those stores don't open till nine, that's like four or five hours of waiting in line. We, I think we might have just given a good 30 to 45 minutes of, of cushion time there. But I hope they catch those bad. leakers, you know, from the Virginia state employees. I mean, some people care, maybe some don't. I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, it's like bourbon. Everybody gets butt hurt over it if you don't get the bottle. And it's with a good reason. You want it to be fair as possible. But on the other hand, if you're the person who knows somebody, you're like, hey, this is okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem here. I don't have to wait in line. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be just be the first one there. That's that's bourbon hunting. That's it's bourbon hunting. Comes with the territory. That's bourbon hunt for you. Yep. That's the season. All right. We'll go ahead. We'll take a break and we'll be right back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point-of-sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, 
transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. Welcome back, everybody. Let's start talking about some of the new releases that are happening. Really, we only have two of them, and one of them's already happened, but I heard that they're going to have a second release next week, and we even got to hear that it's a this is a pretty good one. Our, our good buddy Brian Bikey kind of clued us in on this one, but let me talk to you about it. Old Forester Distilling Company announces the release of their third installment of the 117 series that was started by Jackie Zykin. He has her signature on it, and it's called 1910 Extra Old. Now, when you think of extra old, Ryan, how old do you think extra old probably means? Uh, in old foe terms, it's probably six years because they'll be like, yeah, those heat-cycled warehouses add an extra 12 years. <laughs> but yep, typically, uh, it should be double digits, but I'd say it's six years for old foe. Yeah, we, we've always talked about it. Old Forcers, that one brand that always gets a pass because they bottle four to five year old bourbon and nobody. Hey, and it's good at that says, age. Yeah, no, nobody's. Yeah, but it's really good. But most of the time, people are, are like, oh, I need something double digits, seven to eight years. But hey, four years old, it's still pretty damn good. Yep. So let's go some history in here. So here's some history on Old Forester 1910. Back on October 22nd, 1910, a fire on the bottling line halted the production of Old Forester. And mature whiskey that was ready to be bottled was instead stored in a second barrel. What emerged was a delightful whiskey, remarkable enough to become an entirely new expression called Old Fine Whiskey. The 117 series is a limited expression lineup that debuted in spring of 2021. And this limited edition is the Old Forester Standard 1910 Old Fine Whiskey that has been left to age for 18 months in a secondary barrel, hence the name Extra Old. 90, it'll be 93 proof. And will be available starting, well, back on Wednesday, February 23rd, at the Old Forester Distilling Company downtown. And it'll also be in select states and direct-to-consumer sales for $50 in limited quantities. Now, it said left to age 18 months in a secondary barrel. I guess they do four months, six months in the first one? They never. I don't really know what the... Uh, the requirement is for 19 16 months that two months gets that two months is extra and you know i'm sure at the time the fire was devastating but you gave the world toasted barrels and now look at look at all the 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 barrels you have sold you know yes. toasted the double barreling <laughs> experiment who knew and back in 1910 that double barreling would have just started a trend today that everybody just goes crazy. Let's go ahead and use more barrels, more wood, and we'll just age them just for a little bit longer and import just a little bit more flavor. I know. I did see in uh, Mark Brown's newsletter, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, that there was potentially a barrel shortage. Um, You're right. And so I, I'm I, like, I, was it because of all these damn toasted barrels? That were... <laughs> it's like wasting a lot of wood. That's not a... Yeah, there was that that article came out on VinePair, and usually I, I try to grab things that are more I don't want to say newsworthy, but are digested down, and it's just not a, a story. Yeah, where I just got to go and pick pick things out, and a lot of that was a lot of verbal cues and quotes and everything like that from other folks that said, "Oh, you better put in your put in your barrel orders because who knows what's going to be like next year." 
But you make a very good point that the whole toasted barrel, second barrel, everything kind of double barreling craze that you're only using a barrel for what, three months, apparently up to 18 months. Yeah, you're you're going to run through barrels a lot quicker than you would just a standard bourbon that's aged five to eight years in a barrel. It's it's so American. <laughs> you got love extra. We got to just go extra. You can't just... Mm-hmm. Can't just have well, I mean, who knows, uh, can't have who knows an explorer. You gotta have an expedition. <laughs> <laughs> well, the who knows how much longer it's going to be going? Only because I mean, there's price hikes that's going to happen with all the barrels. It's already started. Yeah. You used to be able to get barrels for two fifty, three fifty, and they're going to keep going up. And as as it keeps going up, then that means your cogs go up, which means it's going to just get passed on the consumer. So who knows? Maybe maybe they won't stop. Maybe they'll just they'll double down. <sighs> It's like just one more thing we have to worry about. It's like not only glass shortage now; it's barrel shortage. I got like order five years worth of barrels, and then. But you do think you know you're like okay, so Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hill, Beam, everyone is, you know, essentially either fifty percent or hundred percent capacity. You know, and so it's like they all need those barrels. You know, and they're doubling their capacity. What they can do, right? So it's like, where are they going to come from? Hopefully, like four years ago, Independence Dave was like, okay, or you know, these Cooperages were like, okay, uh, let's uh prepare for this. Or and two, at what point does like you know a distillery like Heaven Hill or Buffalo Trace just be like, well, we're gonna buy out a Cooperage like Kelvin or somebody and be like to squeeze out the competition, (laughs) you know, to say very true, you know. Why wouldn't, you know, Brown Foreman has their own, but um, all these other companies don't. And it's like one way they could have a competitive advantage is owning a cooperage. But anyways. <laughs> no, no, you make, you make a very Thanks valid Thanks, Old Forester, point. for getting us to here. But. Yeah, we, we, it, all, it all came back down to more shortages. Now, I, I, I definitely see where you're going with it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. You're right that it could mean that, it leaves the opportunity open for somebody to get purchased. But the cool thing is that we, we keep thinking of things like Kelvin and Independence Dave, but there's also probably 50 more Cooperages out there that definitely don't get the name recognition sure. that those and, two do. And I don't think those two would necessarily sell, but, you know, one of those smaller ones may, you know, I don't know. Well, and the, at some point, we're going to get a press release that a Cooperage is going to double their capacity. That's the only way this works. Yeah, that's true. But, and then... The people that get squeezed out will be the small guys, you know, like anything else, you know. Oh, yeah. So hopefully you're you're putting in your barrel orders uh, in plenty of time because the, that toasting process is, is going to squeeze you out. Who knows? <laughs> Thanks, 1910. <laughs> <laughs> you, you started all the way back in, what was it, uh, October 22nd, 1910. Yep. We haven't really thought about it yet, but May is going to be approaching, and that means it's derby time here in Louisville. And as an official sponsor of the Kentucky Derby Festival for the sixth consecutive year, Evan Williams Bourbon Experience has released a special edition of their Evan Williams Single Barrel Bourbon with a commemorative 50th edition gold Pegasus pin that's sealed in the wax on the neck. It's also dipped in gold wax because why not? We all need more wax. And the bottles feature a... <laughs> Can you toast the wax for us, please? The bottle also features a special face label with the coordinating gold Kentucky Derby Festival logo and includes an official 22 Pegasus pin and an envelope that's attached to each bottle. And if I saw earlier, I think it's, uh, uh, oh, 
it's going to be it's like $75. I don't know why it didn't go to my notes here, but I think it's like $75 is what the release is. And I think it's the typical 94 proof. Nice. So you get a, instead of buying the regular Pegasus pins, so you can go to all the, you can get a bottle of booze with it. I like it. Yeah, why not? We might as well do that. I think this Everybody one actually loves- comes with a gold pin too. Like you don't even have to search. Remember we had to go and you used to search for gold pins? Yeah. It used to be like a big thing. People would go and you buy a bunch of Kroger and you'd have to go and search for the gold. And if you got a gold one, I don't even remember what you got. But What about something. Party Horse NFT? Do you get a festival, Derby Festival gold pin with it too? With the Party Horse you, you, NFT? You or? can bring it up to them and see what they see what they say. I think that's where Derby Festival pins need to go, NFTs. They probably should. It probably gets you into some party. It gets you into something. The Who steamboat knows? Because, race, you know. I mean, if if you think now, you get my mind racing here because it's actually a really good idea. Because if you if you have the the super plat gold's already done. Let's go ahead and move on. It's called a platinum pin, Blue palladium. <laughs> and and yeah, then it's all tied to events, and you can go to yeah, the steamboat race. You have your own hot air balloon you can ride in. <laughs> you have certain seats at the derby. You have all this other kind of stuff, and you you have it for a life until you go and you sell it. And so it's it's worth something. Like you have, it's like a super VIP pass the to Palladium a Derby experience. Brought to you by Ross and Squib. <laughs> I swear we're gonna get a press release here soon, and the Churchill's gonna do it. And we'll be like, I swear we talked about it first. We need some sort of royalty. I know. Record this one, mark it down. <laughs> Speaking Today of royalty, today is twenty fifth, the twenty fifth of February. <laughs> mark it down. <laughs> mark it down. Bourbon Pursuit said it first. So we were talking about uh, royalty, but it really doesn't mean anything to our next thing other than Crown Royal. Because they're expanding in their repertoire of ready-to-drink canned cocktails with a new limited edition whiskey lemonade. And this citrus cocktail is the fourth edition to Crown Royal's pre-existing lineup of canned drinks that are currently composed of whiskey and cola, the Washington Apple, peach tea, and those were released as a trio last March. The brand is marketing the newcomer as a cocktail suited for warmer weather ahead. The whiskey lemonade boasts a 7% ABV and a $15 price tag for a pack of four and is available for a limited time in select stores nationwide. This is a, like, I'd say summer's coming. Get your RTD. <laughs> I think. I thought Washington Apple was like a shot, not a drink, but I, I don't know. I remember uh, getting those at Avio back in the day. I, I bet you did. Heck yeah, get get around for the for the ladies. A, what, was, what was like the blue sugar shot? I forget that one was like called. Electric they had like the Rock Lobster or... was another one. They had a Rock Lobster. They had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Rock Lobsters were popular. I remember those. There was everybody's everybody's probably wondering what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, sorry. Back to I'll cut you off. Go. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't even know where I was going with it. Other than oh yeah, is that when we were talking about RTDs? I opened up two more of the Sagamore RTDs that were oh, generously gosh. given to us. Yes. The lemon one was fantastic. I loved it. So congratulations to Sagamore creating some really, really good whiskey-based RTDs because waking a, waking a whiskey-based RTD is no easy task. Yeah, most of them are too overly sweet, like the Sagamore ones. I love the Paloma one was my favorite. Um, the lemon one was, I thought I was going to like it the least, and I was like, Actually, I almost like this one just as much as the, um, but they're perfectly balanced. Like they're not sweet. They're just, you know, 
the rye you can taste the rye but it's not overpowering yeah they're good yeah exactly there's and it what was it nine percent abv so and age dated four year that's <laughs> it, true the first age dated R, rtd <laughs> i like that <laughs> All right. Well, we can't end it talking about Crown Royals, so let's end it talking about just a little bit of bourbon. But this is maybe a little bit different one here. So Bob Anderson, he's the owner of Lost Ash Ridge Farm in Waddy, Kentucky, or Waddy, Waddy, whatever best it is. Gas in, best gas prices in 64. That's very true. He's unveiled five new homemade, locally sourced sausage varieties, and the product is headlined by an out-of-the-box creation called Southern Sweet Kentucky Bourbon-Flavored Sausage. Ooh. So in order to compete with other Kentucky pork producers, Anderson wants to create unique flavors in hopes of enticing consumers and their taste buds. This led them to produce sausage flavors such as Andouille Cajun, Extra Maple, Chorizo, Apple, and their Southern Sweet Kentucky Bourbon. They have also partnered with Market Wagon to deliver to every home in a 14-county radius. But to learn more about Lost Ash Ridge Farm and their new tasty-fied bourbon sausage flavors, go to Lost Ashridge Lost Ashridge Ashridgefarm.com. Might want to spell <laughs> it out. Throw some people. asses in there, but no. Ash Ridge. Lost Ash Ridge. There we go. Man, that sounds awesome. I I love pork in any shape or form. It's like, but he's got some competition, man. Freddie No gave me some sausage links the other day that he aged and cased himself holy shit they were amazing he's a man of many talents when it comes to dealing with meats isn't he i know i traded him a bottle of united because he really liked it and i was like give me some of them sausages man and some ham <laughs> hey hey i want at least one sausage out of that deal i got some in the freezer for you sweet sweet yeah speaking of pork i'll be if everybody's listening to this i'll be i'll be smoking ribs this weekend so that's what i got to look forward to Ooh. Nice. Two, two, one. Is that your method? I'll tell you what. I saw this new method on TikTok. I'm going to try. Oh, boy. And it's a, you do an hour. It's actually, it looked pretty good. It It's an hour and a half of just open smoke, let it roll at like 225. And then the second one, it's another hour and a half. What you do is you wrap it in tinfoil and you put basically a half a stick of butter in there, a ton of brown sugar and some barbecue sauce. You got to wrap it really tight. And you kind of just let that roll for, and you got to put that face down, like meat down on top of that. Then you let that roll for another hour and a half and it should be done in three hours. And a side of Lipitor and hey, 50 you know, burpees it's... afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we'll work out next week. That's right. That <laughs> does sound good though. starts tomorrow. It's fat on fat. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, butter makes everything better. Yep. Exactly. But that'll do it for this week in bourbon. I'm super excited. A lot of good stories this week. And let's just kind of hope that the world goes back to somewhat normal here. And thoughts and prayers to everybody that's that's out there. Definitely want to make sure that things return to normal for a lot of us there. But let's end it on a high note. Thank you all for listening. And cheers. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.